0: all righty hello everyone welcome to it the final day of january 2023 oh what a fine month you were january except you were aside from a few flurries snowless snowless it's a january come on give me some snow climate change Nah, just, uh, I think it was El Nino or El Nano or whatever the hell. Who the hell knows? Hopefully February will be more enjoyable from a snow perspective. I'm Derek Hunter. I am your host. Welcome to it. Appreciate the use of your ears. Appreciate more if you'd go to uh, iTunes, write a review for the show. Give us a five-star review. I'll pay you you everything I charge you for the the daily show to write a five-star review, which is nothing. Nice five-star review get those numbers up a little bit and subscribe there as well. You don't even have to listen to it tonight. This church is so stupid how they work. It's not how many people listen, it's how many people have subscribed on a different day. And so you know, like I got a message. I could get a, like 5000 bots to subscribe and unsubscribe every day, keep you in the like I'm not interested first of all in that crap, but it it really is screwed up how this. It's not about plays, it's not about listeners, it's about subscribers and you just tell people to subscribe and unsubscribe so subscribe on itunes if you don't mind and uh, then go to patreon.com slash Podcast or com. get the weekend f and review enter the contest it's brad thor versus senator mike lee this week for autographed books and um yeah lots of stuff up there check it out and there'll be more this week or next i don't it just depends i got something churning in my head so check it out and appreciate the hell out of your support. Always have, always will. Now let's get started. All right, there's a lot going on in the world today. I'm going to cover a lot of ground, got a lot of audio to talk about. we we'll talk about the uh, the killing down in uh, Nash- or Memphis. And it wasn't really... The the violence happened in New York. I I just... I don't get the leftist mindset. But I got to say... Just a quick note to Twitter. Stop trending old celebrities, okay? You look at Twitter throughout the day, Gene Hackman is trending. And your first thought is, sadly, what's, what happened to Gene Hackman? Because Gene Hackman hasn't been, you know, hasn't been working for a while. Not that he couldn't work, but he he retired from acting probably 10 years ago. And you go, oh, no, Gene Hackman, you click on it. Oh, it's Gene Hackman's birthday. Okay, fine. If you're going to make Gene Hackman trend, go happy birthday, Gene Hackman. Don't just go Gene Hackman. You're like, oh, crap, did Gene Hackman die? Gene Hackman is awesome. And he's 93 years old today. So happy birthday, Gene Hackman. (laughs) All right. Let's get into this uh, Tyree Nichols killing. The video was released on Friday. At 7 p.m., you almost had to look at the way that this went down as they wanted riots. The establishment, the left-wing establishment wanted riots. 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. on a Friday are going to release this video. And they said, well, this is really bizarre. This is the different mindset for the left, I guess, than uh, normal people. They tried to claim that it was, well, they wanted to make sure that schools weren't disrupted, that people got, because they were supposed to release or could have released it in or order to release it for a couple days before that, just like the Paul Pelosi attack video that was also released the same day. And like, okay, that was supposed to be ordered released to on Wednesday. What the hell did it take till Friday to go here? Here's the file. Here you go. Because they could release this stuff pretty easily, pretty quickly. It's no big deal. Now the uh, obviously nobody's going to take to the streets over Paul Pelosi which was a weird video to say the least kind of had me having some more questions than than answers but it's uh, it was brutal and disturbing but the uh, Tyree video they kept on saying it's coming it's coming it's coming and they claimed that it, like I said it was they wanted it to be They didn't want to disrupt schools. If there were riots, it was going to disrupt school and blah, 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 which is stupid because the police could easily have, I don't know, the police could maintain order. If you let police maintain order, police can maintain order. You don't let people riot. You don't let people block traffic. You don't let people commit violence and smash. Then then it doesn't happen. There's a very small percentage of people who start that stuff, the BLM Antifa goons. And then other people who are dumb, weak-minded, get swept up in it and engage in it. If you prevent it from happening in the first place, it doesn't happen because most people, a normal person won't do it on their own. But waiting, see, if you're smart, you go, we're going to release this video 7.30 in the morning. Why? Because who amongst the crowd of... Top fighting goons is going to be up at seven o'clock in the morning and feel like putting on all their you know stupid uniforms and going all right let's go let's get out there let's go and try and uh, kill some hurt some police or whatever you do that at seven in the morning then you give people a chance to watch it and things diffuse instead you got seven o'clock in the morning going well for 12 hours 12 hours we're now, we're going to meet up at the quad or whatever, and we're going to riot. We're going to march. We're going to protest. Make sure to bring bottles and pepper spray and bear spray and laser pointers and everything. Get 12 hours to plan. People will say, and the, the argument from the city was, well, people would have had 12 hours to get really worked up about the video. Now, honestly, they didn't need to see the video. The people who are going to cause the violence didn't need to see the video to be worked up. They didn't. The little social justice warriors who sleep on their parents' couches didn't need to see the video. They're professional worked up. That's what they do. That's who they are. So to sit there and go, well, you can't give them too much time to organize. This is what they live for. This is their game. They're a flash mob riot goon squad, and they're ready to go at a moment's notice, and you gave them hours notice and a start time, an official start time. Now, I, uh, I'll i tell you what I thought about the video, and it's disturbing. But it, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't all of the video that was released. We still don't seem to know what the traffic stop was about why the guy was running, why the guy was resisting. And here's just a pro tip for everybody out there. It'll make your life exponentially better, all right? It will make your life exponentially better. If a cop ever tells you to get out of the car or get back into the car or you get pulled over, and I do this all the time, turn on your dome light, first of all, if it's at night. Turn on your dome light. That'll make your life that much better. The cop's nervous. Don't run from cops. Don't fight with cops. And don't be one of these people. I've been this person, not to this extent, but I've been this person where you go, why? What are you doing? You don't have a right to do this, that, or the other thing. One time. It almost got my ass kicked. But um, just comply. If police are going to arrest you, they're going to arrest you. If you manage to get away, they will find you. Ultimately, you will lose and you'll only make things worse. So whatever it is, no matter how unjust you think it is, go. Because... Every alternative, not the alternative, every alternative is way worse for you, way worse. So you never, just, just comply. I get these there's always these libertarians. I used to, I used to hang out in DC with a bunch of libertarians and they were the, you don't have the right to tell us this, you don't have, the, and maybe they were constitutionally sound and in a civil case or maybe even a criminal case, they would have ultimately prevailed. But being a jackass in the moment did nothing except escalate the situation. Now, some of these libertarians, I think, that's what they lived for. That's what they wanted. But it's not smart. If your objective is to not get get into a fight with a cop... Starting a fight with a cop is a bad way to go about achieving that objective. Yet there are so many people out there who don't. I'm not saying that's what happened in Tyree Nichols' case. I don't know what this stop was about or why he fought or whatever because the body cam footage, it seemed to be. The body cam footage was put on. Uh, it was from the guy who got winded. A big chunk of the body cam footage is is a cop going <laughs> about a block away from it because he's not nearly as fast as everybody else who was running down the street. Uh, I'm not sure if he was one of the officers who was charged or what, but the guy could barely breathe, and so he wasn't there for a lot of it. What you ended up seeing in the body cam footage was a fight between police. The guy's refu- he's getting Look, once the cop decides you're going to jail, they're taking you in, whatever it is, It's over. It's over. They're not going to, no matter how much you fight, there isn't going to be a point at which they go, well, this guy really doesn't want to go to jail. So forget it. Forget it. We were, you know, it is, uh, it's nacho night at the prison. You were going to really enjoy it. But now you know what? You don't deserve nachos. Go ahead. Go, go, go. It's never going to happen. They're going to continue to pile on you and they're going to continue to call more police until you get hurt or you get cuffed and your arm gets broken or whatever. And quite frankly, you shouldn't be killed, but whatever force is necessary to subdue you to get you in cuffs should be allowed to be used. Don't resist. Instead, you get idiotic places like California and they go, you know what? We're not going to prosecute resisting arrest anymore. You're not going to prosecute fighting with cops anymore? Do you want more of this to happen? And the answer for the left is I think they do because the media spent Friday night and Saturday desperately trying to create something. A mostly peaceful riot they desperately wanted it as far as i know i didn't go searching for it because you know I, i'll wait for the you know for more evidence to come out for something to be learned about it in general but the only violence that i saw was in new york city because why because people are leftists are stupid they're quick to violence they're easy to violence they're quick to stupidity. Stupidity sells amongst the progressive left. And what do I mean by that? Well, there is this movement afoot now because all of the five police officers that were charged with you know what's amazing to me it's second degree they're charged with second degree murder. Is that justified or not? I don't know. It's not my concern. I don't live in Memphis. I'm not entirely sure. Like I said, I don't know why he was pulled over. I don't think anybody knows. why. There's a lot of information we don't have. I'm not going to leap to conclusions. But that being said, these Democrats are desperately trying to cause trouble. They're desperately trying to... To get right. Why? Because the left lives, you know, viruses thrive in monkey kidneys. If you're trying to make a culture of of, uh, something where you can grow viruses for lab study or whatever, you want a bunch of monkey kidneys. I know it's an unpleasant thought, but it's true. The monkey kidneys for the left, for progressivism, for their radical ideals. Is division. Is violence. Violence is the real heart of the matter. And they need it. They want it. They're desperate for it. So you get people like all across the country. There are these uh, people weighing in, going, This is a disgrace. This is a disgrace. This is horrible. This is white supremacy at work. And you go, How the hell is white supremacy? Five black cops is white supremacy. And everywhere, as if they're trying. To create problems, these leftists come out of the woodwork to try and stir things up. Missouri, Missouri, quote, this is, who is Ratliff, what's the first name? Mary Ratliff, president of the Columbia, Missouri NAACP chapter. Now, why? Why would you go, if you are KOMU, Channel 8 in Missouri, why would you go to the local, not even the statewide, but a local NAACP leader. Why? Because you know you know where the money quotes are. You know where the money quotes are. Quote, it saddens me, angers me, and just makes me wonder what in the world, wh- how in the world we're going to be able to stop this. When is it going to stop, said Mary Ratliff, president of the Columbia NAACP chapter. Quote, we have set up a system where police officers do what they please and are immune for their actions, Ratliff said. We need some legislation to work on, and I will be one certainly. Uh, I will be one to certainly help work on that to change that. Everybody has to be accountable for what's right to do. That's a local leader, the NAACP. This is one example, but it is a typical example. Now, I'm going to read part of that again. Quote, we have set up a system where the police officers do what they please and are immune for their actions. She said this Friday. They'd already been charged long before with second degree murder. Second degree murder, it's second degree murder is really, really serious, ladies and gentlemen. First degree murder is I planned it, I hunted that person down, I applauded it. That's first-degree murder. So unless you believe that five black cops got up that day and said, you know what, I got this guy named Tyree. I don't like him. Let's find him and let's kill him today. And they all agreed it couldn't be first-degree murder. So they are charged with the most severe crime they possibly could be charged with. And here is somebody, a local quote-unquote civil rights leader, who is taking a can of gasoline, walking up to a flame, and just throwing it on there by lying. Now, I get it. The the leaders, they have their roles to play. They have their fundraising goals to hit. They have their bonuses that are based on their fundraising goals. And God knows whatever else. I'm sure across the country there are lots of people who skim off the top or whatever. Or they just raise their profile and they're trying to get to a higher office, countywide leader or statewide leader, whatever it is. But the reporters know this is not true. The reporters know that this quote is garbage. And yet they put it out there anyway. They didn't challenge it. When you've got this woman sitting there saying, well, you know, we just have a system where nobody's held accountable. Well, you know, they have been charged with the most severe crime they could possibly be charged with. I'm not really sure what you mean, by this, What do you want? Do you want a, a summary execution? Do you want them just dragged out into the street and shot dead? Is that it? Because it doesn't seem like they're getting away with it. The only thing more severe than they're going to be on trial to determine whether or not they spend the rest of their lives in prison is this way. What more do you want? There's no question like that. There was no question like that posed in anywhere on cable news. Instead... We had a bunch of uh, bubble-headed talking heads, empty, vacant, content airheads on television and on social media talking about what? Talking about how the death of Tyree Nichols is a reflection of white supremacy. How in the hell is five black cops beating up a black man that he bleeds to death three days later? How is that a reflection on white supremacy? It's Awful. The video is is, is bad. The video is bad. Like I, I, We don't have the whole thing because um, a lot of the time it's a cop half block away, winded, trying to catch his breath. But they absolutely beat him. They absolutely did. You don't get those kind of in- injuries by accident. He resisted for some stupid reason. I don't know. I don't think we've seen a toxicology report on him but it's wildly stupid to resist but what was most puzzling and why I think they are uh, certainly there's some serious culpability Is <clears throat> he sat there they didn't render medical care on him sat there bleeding <clears throat> they beat the hell out now they had no idea what was going on internally but it doesn't matter he is in custody There are medical people there. You've got to render medical attention to them. Instead, like I said, the left immediately shifted because they really desperately want. This is the sick thing about the Democratic Party, ladies and gentlemen. They wanted, they needed this. It's been too long since there was the, you know, we're told this happens all the time, right? Oh, this happens all the time. Black. It's open season on young black men by police they go out and they just kill willy nilly and, and you know george floyd is the norm george floyd is the norm uh, we mean people having a ton of fentanyl in their system is the norm of police yeah it is and police usually revive them but that's beside the point they told us that this was every time well this is the norm this is the norm this is the norm and then you look at the statistics and you go we ignored like 50 white people even like 25 hispanic people being killed by police yeah but that's not hispanic people vote too much too much for republicans they can't count they don't they don't count so if this happens all the time then why has it been too long since we heard about this well because it doesn't happen all the time because it's a lie and so they wanted this first of all they were very disappointed that the uh, police officers were all black And they thought they did, and there had to have been a conscious decision somewhere along the lines, and they said, you know what? It's too good. This is a horrible case. We can't let this go. We must exploit it. We must. And so they came up with five black cops were enforcing or expressing white supremacy. (laughs) Really? So then I'm going to give you two examples of activists on Twitter and then one academic. on on actual BBC, because you sit there and say, well, Derek, you can find anybody saying anything online. You can. You can. There's an awful lot of them saying this crap, though. So first, this is a white activist. No, no, first we'll do the the black woman. Talking about, she's just an activist, talking about how beating, the Tyree beating is, is white supremacy. And you sit there and she doesn't... One thing you'll notice about these claims is they don't make a case. They make a statement. And so much of what the left is nowadays is not making a case. It's making a statement to the Amen Chorus. The Amen choir, and they go, yeah, oh, Amen. Absolutely, absolutely true. Absolutely true. That's what they do, because they can't make a case because they don't have a case. So they just make statements. Here's the first one.
1: As we get closer to the release of the Tyree Nichols footage, I just want to remind folks of three things. One, black folks, you don't have to watch. We've seen enough. Two, there's no such thing as black on black crime. It's not a thing. Three, everything that happened to Tyree is a deep expression of white supremacy. I can't I can't express how sad this whole thing makes me and how angry my heart goes out to his family.
0: Yeah. I couldn't find any video. Maybe she did make videos about what goes on in Baltimore, Chicago, whatever. but uh, boy, how did she just... It's... Black folks, you don't have to watch this. You've seen it too too much. Really? Okay. It's white supremacy. All right. Okay, you can expect that from some so-called activists on the left. You know, the activists of color. Maybe they can get away with that. It's a bit of racism. But no, it's even the buzz-cutted white ladies on social media, the uh, middle-aged, gray-haired white ladies doing what I imagine, what comes across to, to me as a mini impersonation of Matthew McConaughey's character in The Wolf of Wall Street. Remember that scene where he's in there going rrr, 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 and he's pounding his chest? It's kind of what this lady does.
1: I got a message today for some white people, if we have white people. Listening, paying attention, I wouldn't mind if you would do this with me. We rub our chests, we find our heartbeat, and we say, we did this. We did this. White supremacy did this. I'm talking about Tyree Nichols. The police didn't do this. The Memphis Police Department
0: didn't do this. White supremacy did this. Wow, white supremacy is... If, if white supremacy is that powerful, I'd be careful what I said about it, right? Wouldn't you be... Well, God, white supremacy... I'd have somebody else start my car. If white supremacy out there able to do this, then they can get you anywhere. They're going to they're gonna treat you like Apollonia and the Godfather, right? As you and Michael are ready to go back to America. Boom, it's over. If white supremacy is that powerful, look out, ladies and gentlemen. These people are, of course, clinically insane. Now we move to we've had two activists, two random activists. These are just two random activists that I chose. You can you can pick them out on your own. You can find any of them you want, and there are God knows there are enough. Then you get to the academics and the media types. Van Jones writes a piece about how, no, really, this was white supremacy on display, even though it was five black cops. White supremacy is so amazing. To do. It's like the uh, we find out more and more every single day that the Russia hoax was an even bigger hoax than anybody ever knew. Even bigger, you know it was a huge hoax, you know it was a big scam, but it keeps they keep finding new ways to go, oh my god it's an even bigger scam, even bigger scam now we find out about the hamilton sixty eight this is from the uh, New York post a left wing think tank erroneously claimed to track claiming to track Russian activity online was responsible for thousands of bogus stories asserting the nation's influence in U.S. politics, according to the latest batch of Twitter files. The Hamilton 68 dashboard was the brainchild of former FBI special agent and MSNBC contributor Clint Watts and operated under the Alliance for Securing Democracy, a think tank founded in 2017, shortly after President Donald Trump took office. These people plotted this. These people planned this. This is a whole scam. Let's pretend that Russia is everywhere. And the media went along with it. And social media went along with it as well. The ASD, the Alliance for Securing Democracy Advisory Council, included such figures as top Clinton ally John Podesta, Obama-era acting CIA director Michael Morell, and former U.S. ambassador to Russia, Michael McFaul, as well as former conservative Bill Kristol. They all got together. They said, how can we damage Donald Trump? Here's how we do it. We'll create this bogus list of people who are too influential, not obviously you know, famous people, but people who are having too much influence on social media. They're social media famous, and we'll claim that they're Russian bots. We'll create a quote-unquote study It talks about how they're Russian bots, and then the media will follow suit. What's amazing to me is they barely tried to disguise any of it. They didn't have to. They knew that their fellow travelers and the media would go along with it. There's no reason to disguise anything. There's no reason to put on a great big hoax. Just enough. They didn't need convincing. They needed cover in the media. That's the difference. They needed cover. They wanted to do this. They were ready to do this. Even though Joel Roth, the former head of Twitter security and integrity and blah, blah, blah. Trust and safety, I guess it's called. Even he saw through this. Quote, I think we need to call out the the BS this is. Hamilton Dashboard falsely accuses a bunch of legitimate right-leaning accounts of being Russian bots, he wrote in July of 2018. But... Twitter executives and other people in the the social media world, they said, no, we can't do that. Don't don't do that. Let it go. We don't know for sure. They did know for sure. They just agreed with it. They agree with it. So the uh, the push was to just silence conservatives, to get Twitter. To silence them, to get news reports about how this silence and Twitter is trying to silence a whole bunch of Russian bots. And, oh, that means that Russian bots are trying to help Republicans, so on and so forth. It was all manufactured. Everything is manufactured by these leftists, just like the outrage that we're experiencing right now, which brings us back to the academic. I am going to butcher this name because that's what I do. Shola, Mo- Shola is the first name. Moss hyphen... Shogbamimu, I don't I don't know s h o g b a m i m u british academic phd yes so so smart <laughs> which means she knows exactly what she's doing Which means exactly what she, she knows exactly what she, here's what the way Wikipedia, which I'm sure she had some input on says, is a British Nigerian activist, political commentator and author. She frequently comments on women's rights, law, politics, diversity, inequality, and exclusion. Her debut book, This Is Why I Resist, was described in the Telegraph as, quote, an unapologetic declaration that black identity will no longer be defined by white supremacy and an unfettered call to action to revolutionize the narrative around black experience in our day-to-day lives, end quote. Now, when you're dumb as a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And that's what you get. Hey, you know what? Her specialty, the only reason she exists and makes money, is this one It's like climate change. If your existence is dependent upon funding from the government to study climate change, guess what you're never going to find? That climate change might not be all it's cracked up to be. That climate change might not be real. It might not be mankind. Whatever it is, you have an existence. And there is a clear path toward maintaining it. So everything you do will be to that end. I promise you. I promise you. If you want to work in the uh, sci- any science field, you come up with a study that says, hey, wait a second, climate change is not nearly as bad as, a, or it's not actually happening. You're done. You're not going to publish that study. And if you dare try to publish that study, you're not going to be able to publish that study because there's no outlet that would go, I want to run this. What I really want to do is make sure that I never work in this industry again. So therefore, we're going to run this. Nope. Nope. Not the way it works. Anyway, she appeared on the BBC. Dr. Shola. I'm just going to call her Dr. Shola. Dr. Shola appeared on the BBC and of course blaming white supremacy for Tyree Nichols' death at the hands of five black police officers. Why don't you just say all the shootings in Chicago are white supremacy while you're at it? Here's the first cut. they have just
1: been too many... From Between Judge Floyd and today, nothing has changed. I very much doubt that anything will change until we eradicate the source of this problem, which is white supremacy. Listen, the vicious and brutal... I ju- black, you know, and that, this is I why I'm, I'm about to educate some people right now. The vicious, brutal, unjustified extrajudicial killing otari nichols is as a result of a police system that is built on white supremacy white supremacy underpins the policing and criminal justice system both in the united states and the united kingdom it shapes a culture that sees black people as less treats black lives as disposable and ensures that black lives don't matter
0: <laughs> tell us about how things are in nigeria if you wouldn't mind oh you don't want to talk about that it's weird White supremacy, just ruling Nigeria. This is the left. This is the mindset. It's white supremacy. It's all white supremacy. Everything is white supremacy. Don't you understand? White supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. Go to my website and make a donation through PayPal to, uh, to fight white supremacy. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It comes with a smile. It's still racism. <laughs> it's Professional Victimhood is the only growth industry in the progressive world. That's it. You get fabulously wealthy doing it. She's not uh, stupid. She's got a lot of degrees. Let's see. At age 19, she obtained her first degree, LLB honors at the University of Buckingham. I don't know what it is, what LLB honors are. Going on to earn a master's degree in diplomatic studies from the University of Westminster an LLM degree in commercial and corporate law from the London School of Economics, and a PhD in law from Birkbeck University of London, and an executive MBA from the University of Cambridge. Boy, it sounds like she's just been oppressed her whole life, doesn't it? (laughs) It sounds like she's been spending her whole life desperately trying to avoid having to work for a living. Just get enough credentials and eventually you'll find your way on TV and be imbued with all the credibility that comes with being on television. That seems to be what she did. Maybe I'm wrong, but I rarely am. She continues, though, shaking the moneymaker of the left, victimhood.
1: Look, what I'm trying to explain here is that there is a systemic reality of white supremacy that produces racist white cops and racial gatekeeping black and brown cops. OK, this is the reality. And this is what black people have to deal with. This is, And this does not absolve in any way, shape, form or manner the individual responsibility of the police officers. And I'm sure that there are good police officers listening right now they would say, "No, listen. The, the point of the police is to protect and serve, and we try to do this." I, I be like, look, I agree. The point of the police is to protect and serve, but the reality is, a good police—they're the exception, not the norm.
0: <laughs> racial gatekeeping. There are racial, there are racist white cops, and racial gatekeeping, black and brown cops. Cheers using all those four or five degrees, whatever the hell she got, and her ability to navigate a thesaurus to call every black cop and Uncle Tom right there. There she is. But really, the racist here is her, is Dr. Shola, the racist. How can you say that? Well, she is casting aspersions on just about everybody based on their skin color, judging them by their, their skin color. And demanding they act a certain way based on it. She's talking about my people, your people, their people, blah blah blah. Anybody who does that is a is a not even a closeted racist. They're right there. They're full blown racist. But she's the one engaging in racial gatekeeping. The black and brown cops are engaged in racial gatekeeping. Your skin color dictates your actions. Your skin color dictates your behavior in the minds of the left. They dictate what you think, what you're allowed to think. You're either with us or you're a sellout. You're either with us, which is weird because the majority of the progressive movement leadership is all white, like with us. You're either with this group of white people, ultimately, or you're a racist somehow. You're a monster. You're a sellout. You have to behave a certain way. You have to think a certain way. You must do certain things. That's how the left set things up. They don't try to convince. Missing from her discussion here is any contempt, con, uh, attempt whatsoever to convince anybody of her case. She's not making an argument. She's making declarations. She's making declarations framed in such a way that to disagree with those declarations proves her point in her mind. Because you're a racist. That's it. You agree with me, or you're a racist. And now here are just statements. And you go, wait a second, that doesn't make it. The officers were black. No, nope, you're a racist. Don't question it. I'll call you racist again. That's how the left operates. They don't make cases anymore. They don't make arguments anymore. They make declarations. Think of it in terms of the uh, late night. 19- Comedy shows, or what are supposed to be late night comedy shows, the Colbert's, the Kimmels, people like that. The Seth Meyers of the world. They don't come out and tell you a set up punchline, joke, haha, funny anymore. They come out and they make a political speech with applause lines. They have applause lines. They're not trying to make the audience laugh anymore in the sense of comedy. They're trying to get the audience to agree with them both through applause and through knowing laugh. Oh, I get it. Yeah, (laughs) those Republicans really are awful. Yeah, white supremacy did kill. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you tell them. You're speaking truth to power, when in reality, they're speaking truth to each other. They're truth to each other. They're speaking lies to each other. They're just kidding each other. They are throwing out a can I get an amen to people who have thoroughly been brainwashed. The inner circle Of David Koresh's cult, the inner circle of Doe and the Heaven's Gate cult, the inner circle. Of course, there's nobody going to disagree with that. It's just not how it works. That's what the left has become. So I want to move on. Doctor Doctor Shola wasn't done. It's just amazing to me. Again, I just want to point out. Just as you hear all of these clips, she's not making an argument. She's making statements because she knows those statements aren't going to be challenged. She's making it to a white BBC presenter, as they call their their hosts over there. A white BBC presenter woman who's never going to, she's not going to chime in and, and call BS. Maybe Piers Morgan would, but he'd be about the only one who would dare say, well, this is garbage. So she can get away with it. Or, you know, she also knows that the host isn't going to go. Well, could you explain that a little more? We're gonna—I'm ha- gonna have to ask you some serious questions. It just—it doesn't happen from progressives. They're scared. They defer. It's actually the ultimate in racism. They treat people differently based on the color of their skin. Uh, but she goes on. And the reality
1: is what we see every day. Now, there'll be people also watching right now going, first of all, because they're black police officers, it means it's not racist. No, it means that you've not educated yourself on how systemically white supremacy works. Black and brown racial gatekeepers exist in policing, exist in our healthcare system, in our politics. They exist every everywhere. And their point and their representation is to represent white supremacy not
0: people of their own race. <laughs> now, that's the essence of racism right there. You are your skin color. You should care about people who share your skin color. You should do what other people who have your skin color do. You should think how other people do. There, Anybody else is some sort of gatekeeper for white supremacy. You understand that? So a black person couldn't possibly represent a white person, and a white person could never represent a black person. Now, it's weird because that's the case she's making. But I promise you, if white people started saying, all right, we agree, we will follow the words, the teachings of Dr. Shola, and uh, I will never vote for another person of color. I'll only vote for somebody who looks like me because, you know, who first of all, who am I to elect somebody who might not accurately reflect somebody of a different skin color than me? And uh, I I can only be represented by somebody who shares my skin color, so I will only vote for somebody who looks like me. Well, these leftists would never stop vomiting over the horrible inherent racism in it, and because it would be horribly and inherently racist. But it's different when a progressive does it. They're not making that case. If you, if you, I guarantee you, if you found and they're they're in the UK, if they found a member of British Parliament who said uh, vote. Uh, white people should vote for me because i'm white that would be it oh my god that person would be run out of office they're running out of people out of office over there who are saying men are men and women are women they're like you can't say what kind of hate-mongering things are you into over there so could you just imagine if it's a good rule of thumb what if the races were reversed what if the races were reversed Well, with what Dr. Shola is saying, if the races were reversed, this would not be a friendly interview where a harmless leftist drone TV presenter white lady sits there and just kind of nods and goes, well, that sounds bad. But if she's saying it, it can't be racist because that's just how it is. That's. If the races were reversed, it wouldn't be a friendly interview like that. It would be an expose. Tonight on the BBC, we're going to delve into the dark underbelly of white supremacy. This person says that only people who are white can represent white people. And blah, 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 blah. It would be, you know, sinister music and horribly lit. And we'll be right back with more of this devastating expose. But because the races aren't reversed, the races are what they are, and progressivism is what progressivism is, you get this friendly little chat on a nice little couch where somebody sits there uninterrupted for two and a half minutes and talks expressly and spews racist garbage. And the pushback is exactly nothing. Exactly nothing. Honest to God, if the left... I mean, it might be their objective, to be perfectly honest with you. The left seems to be desperate to manufacture racism. They just seem to. Because an average person watching this would sit there and go, what in the hell? And you either if you're a white person who doesn't understand what's going on, we all understand what's going on. If you're a white person who doesn't understand what's going on, your reaction to this is, F you, hell with this. If this is how it is, then I'm going to go in the other direction. Which the left would immediately go, Aha, see, racism. White supremacy. Like no, it's it's in response to you calling people racists. Every hey, how you doing today? Racist. What? Yeah. Shut up, racist. And sooner or later there's going to be a, a, a pushback to that, a recoil, some sort of Well then the F this. You get called racist enough by enough people you just go, Well, I'm I'm done talking to anyone. I don't want to be called racist anymore. I'm not a racist and I'm not, you know, I don't judge people by the color of their skin and yet I'm being judged by the color of my skin by these leftists of all different colors to hell with you. And then congratulations, they've manufactured a racist, which then might lead to a manufactured racist event, which then might need to lead to more manufacturing of racism. Lather, rinse, repeat. It does seem to be a business model designed for growth. Just throwing it out there. But of course, that would be very cynical for the left, the progressive movement, to actually actively try to encourage racism. They're anti-racist. That's that's what they say right there. You need to discriminate against people based on their skin color and favor other people based on their skin color because of anti-racism. That's what Ibram X. Kendi talks about, right? Henry Rogers. That's the only way to be anti-racist. Ultimately, the philosophy of Ibram Kendi and uh, Robin DiAngelo and all these, Aunt Tim Wise and all these leftists, is black people can't do it for themselves. Black people can't do it for themselves. Whitey's got to help them. Whitey's got to fund it. Whitey's got to get out of the way. Whitey's got to do this, that, and the other. In the name of equity, Whitey's got to step down. Ultimately it's them saying, Look, black people can't do this. Not on their own, not easily. So everybody just kind of play along and let black people do it. all right? All right? It's like playing a what was I was playing some Paw Patrol game on the PlayStation the other day where it's racing, right? You're just driving these little carts. And Quinn is uh, doing well against the computer she's winning because it's set on easy and she I, I i beat her one race i didn't try to beat her it was just she kept banging into the walls and like i can only slow down so much and she got very 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 upset she's also five years old so i calmed her down she didn't want to play anymore i said let's play again and then i blew it. this time i blew it from the start and so she blew me away and she was so ecstatic to have really beaten Daddy by a ton, and she didn't. You know, I was like, "Do we? Is that that is how the left treats black people? Apparently, views black people. You got look. You gotta let them win. They're never gonna do it on their own. You know, just let them do it, okay? And yet, you look at places where they've had generational control. Democrats have. Democrats of all colors, usually black Democrats, had generational control, but the policies are just progressive. And those are the worst places in the country, by a lot. You wouldn't even want to drive through there during the day, let alone at night. And you go, yeah, but you know what? We need more of this. Who the hell would you need more of that? Who the hell would want more of that? Anyway, Dr. Shola finishes up this way. Now, there'll be people
1: argue right now, go, oh, that's a left way of thinking. No, that's a humanity way of thinking. This is why activists like myself, have. always been very careful when we say representation matters diversity matters but you do not go and put bring somebody whose whole representation is to represent exactly what is against us and say that's your representation dr shola that person's black i'm like no that person's not my representation because what they stand for is everything i stand against
0: (laughs) they're black but they're not black they're not look only people who agree with me are black even if they're white or hispanic now, under these circumstances, unless I need to change that configuration in order to suit me or get funding for my academic pursuits or whatever, whatever, whatever. It is perverse. It is absolute racism on display presented as academic thought, as intellectualism. It is bigotry. It is the antithesis of Martin Luther King. How these progressives can continue to claim the mantle of Martin Luther King. Well, he was about poor people. Yes. Okay, sure. But your stuff on race. No, no, no. We're talking about, you you, you want to talk about what he said about poor people in terms about race. Say he was not in favor of viewing people as their skin color. No, no, no. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. If you have uh, principles that are situational or malleable or easily changeable based upon circumstances at any given moment, might I posit that you, in fact, do not have any principles whatsoever. You're progressive, but you don't have any principles. You're an opportunist, and you're more than likely a really, really bad person, who should be shunned by everybody. Unfortunately, rather than being challenged on the BBC or anything like that, it's immediate uh, deferential treatment. Oh, well, this must be. This must be. Ibrahim Kendi was on CBS this morning talking about the exact same thing. He's a wild racist who's made millions of dollars spewing racism to corporate America and guilty white suburban wine-drinking women. And there he is, sitting right up there. And not a single person asked a critical question of him. Not a single person asked a critical question of him. Because they don't care. They're on the same team. It's like watching Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire shoot up steroids before the game, knowing this is wrong. This is not right. should not be doing this. But... I play second base, or I play shortstop, and we're going to the World Series this year, so I'm going to shut my mouth. Well. Yeah. Okay, It's all right. as long as it's done to further our team, it's okay. It's the Astros banging the garbage can in the locker room. It's stealing the signs through a camera, not a guy on second base, and having a monitor in the dugout. It is garbage. But that's how the progressive left functions. Never forget it. Never forget it because they, they'll never stop unless they're stopped. Before we run out of time today, there are other audio clips I want to play. I want to play you this uh, one clip of Bill Gates. Bill Gates has a, a new book out about the environment, about climate change. It's amazing to me. You say something about climate change, that is like, hey, wait a second. I can't help but notice that uh, we're not all mermen. Now we've had 30 years of, we've got 10 years of, we're all going to, the coasts are going to be, and that hasn't happened. They go, what is the left response? Are you a climatologist? Are you a climate scientist? Are you a climate, you're not a climate scientist. Why don't you shut up? You don't talk about, Bill Gates isn't a climate scientist. What the hell? The guy's talking about seeding the clouds to reflect more, um, not the clouds, the atmosphere to reflect sunlight, to keep, to prevent the sun's heat from reaching the earth or some of it. And you go, that could have some serious implications for the existence of all life on earth. And nobody's saying, Bill, what, uh, what are you doing? Nope. He's got a book out and he's being treated seriously. And he's getting all, he's also, I saw this meme, some, some old guy, I don't know, Bill Gates is in his seventies or whatever. And there's a picture of Bill Gates. Who's not, you know, if you, if you had your way, you wouldn't want to have the physical attributes of Bill Gates, in his 70s. You want to be in better shape than that. And then there's a guy who's also in his head. Uh, Bill Gates and I are six months apart. Uh, he's actually older. And uh, he, he obviously, this guy works out. said, who would you rather take health advice from? Well, obviously, the guy who's in better shape. But Bill Gates is somehow this genius when it comes to public health. He's not at all He's just a guy who can write a big-ass check. And so everybody goes, whatever Bill Gates wants, you know, let Bill Gates have it. Don't say anything about Bill Gates. Because the checkbook rules the day. And you begin to think, wait a second. If somebody um, finds evidence that contradicts Bill Gates' declarations, what are the chances that they would ever ever see the light of day or ever get another dime of Bill Gates' money? Well, Zero less than zero it's kind of how it works anyway i'm just not a big fan of bill gates i don't use windows pcs they suck and i don't even know how windows works really anymore but um he's making the rounds to sell his book to save the world this is this is the white savior complex he's got nothing but time on his hands his ex-wife has gotten the hell away from him because he was such a, a womanizing you know pervert and let that sink in and I'm sure his kids aren't super happy with him either so he's got nothing but time on his hands and people keep bringing up his uh friendship with Jeffrey Epstein and it really is amazing watching this guy rewrite history in real time about his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein in Australia now they probably won't do it here in the U.S. because you know they're all friends with Bill Gates couldn't go do a media interview with anybody he's not friends with and hasn't been friends with for a very long time. So even if they know, like you spend an awful lot of time with this pervert on his private island, they're not about to bring it up because if you imply that Bill Gates is a pervert for being friends with a child molesting pervert, then you are implicating yourself because you're friends with a guy who's friends with a child molesting pervert. But in Australia, they're not worried about such things. And so you end up with this situation. Now,
1: one of the issues that's dogged you is, is that of your relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Do you regret the relationship that you maintained with him against Melinda's advice and wishes?
0: Oh, I've
2: said that I'm, um, I mean, this is, you're going way back in mm-hmm. time. But yeah, I, I, New audience. I will say for the, you know, over hundred time, yeah, I shouldn't have had uh, dinners with him.
1: Um, Epstein had a way of sexually compromising people. Is that what Melinda was warning you about?
0: no I mean it it's no i
2: I had dinner with him uh and that's all
1: and that you regret the relationship the acquaintance
2: that I had dinner with him mm.
1: and and the relationship between the foundation and Epstein which there
2: was- never was any relationship of any kind <laughs>
0: No, I just had dinner with him. Really? Because you went to his island. You, went, you hung out with him. He was an awful lot of time. One long, continuous dinner that never really ended, wherever food was, Bill? He is not used to being challenged, and he does not like it, and he's not particularly good at it. But he doesn't have to worry about that here in the United States. The media will suck up to him and treat him as though he spent the last 20 years studying the climate. When in reality, he wrote a couple of big-ass checks, had a go- book, book ghost written about it, and he's trying to sell it because he's got a political agenda because he's bored and a God complex. Speaking of a uh, political agenda and a God complex, Gavin Newsom, governor of California. This audio is something to behold. He, it's a very short clip where he talks about being clean and sober It was a mistake. And you need to self-med. I mean, I guess if your streets are overrun with a bunch of junkies, you try to find a way to message that as though it's not this horrible, horrible thing. I'm just not sure this is the way to do it. Clean and sober is one of the biggest damn mistakes this country's ever made. I know it's a hold-your-hand idealistic point of view that somehow magically, I mean, God bless some of you. If you're like me, I've been known to have a glass of wine at night watching some of the nightly news. Uh, We all need to self-medicate periodically. We all need to self-medicate periodically. Yeah, so that's why San Francisco and Los Angeles are just overrun with feces and, and human beings shooting injecting themselves with fentanyl in their neck because we all need to self-medicate every once in a while there's your future democratic presidential nominee right there ladies and gentlemen let's turn your neighborhood into san francisco lastly today i got two clips from cnn the goon squad made the round since those democrats got kicked off of their committees for committees they should never have been on like adam schiff leaking classified material or Ilhan Omar being a rabid anti-Semite, being on the International Relations Committee. It shouldn't have been there. CNN, of course, had them on. Even Eric Swalwell was there. And Ilhan Omar was asked about her anti-Semitism. Now, it's kind of funny. Adam Schiff is Jewish, and he's sitting right next to his fellow traveler there in the progressive world. Because I tell you, uh, normally he should be disgusted by sitting that close to a rabid anti-Semite. But progressives are progressives first, and anything else a distant second. So he's not bothered by being in that close proximity of it. And this is the closest thing that Ilhan Omar has ever really come to being challenged on this. She BS's her way through it, but uh, Dana Bash asks a semi-serious question. There's no follow-up, so you don't have to worry about that if you're Ilhan Omar. But I found this to be amusing.
2: You said that Israel hypnotized the world. You said Israel is an apartheid regime that politicians with pro-Israel stances were all about the Benjamins, which you very notably apologize for, uh, that you support the BDS movement, which a lot of people think is rooted in anti-Semitism, Compare the U.S. and Israel to Hamas and the Taliban. I want to give you a chance to respond to all of that, which they say is a clear pattern.
1: Yeah. Um, I might have uh, used words at the time that I didn't understand were trafficking, in uh anti-semitism uh when that was brought to my attention i apologized i owned up to it that's the kind of person that i am uh, and i continue to work with my colleagues and my community uh, to fight against anti-semitism
0: yeah she's known for her fight against anti-semitism i might have used word. you did you lived your whole life you didn't know that oh it's all about the benjamins that jewish money you didn't know that never huh that's weird anybody ever tell you you shouldn't marry your brother let me clear that up right now. And then here's Adam Schiff being called out for actually lying, lying. He kind of admits it.
2: Let me give you another. He says that um, this is part of the uh, of a pattern ahead of the first Trump impeachment. You said the committee had not spoken to a whistleblower. In fact, that turned out not to be true. You know, the Washington Post uh, said so in their, in their fact check. Uh, The Washington Post uh, uh, identified that, yes, before the person became a whistleblower, they sought advice from the committee. Uh, When I was asked the question, I thought they were referring
0: to whether we had brought the whistleblower in. Uh, And I should have been more clear in my answer. I should have been more clear. Did you meet with a whistleblower? No, no, you met with him before he was a whistleblower and guided him through becoming a whistleblower, having the actual stamp on him doesn't change anything it's it's what the meaning of the word is is all over again this is why all of these democrats are scumbags we're out of time for today that's enough ladies and gentlemen i say we'll be back to do it all again tomorrow because of course the insanity never stops even when you want it to thank you for listening